When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty. Hall of Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Woo! Gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Live on YouTube today for episode 223. It's a special Thursday edition of the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself. Returning from vacation. Right, finally good uh, to get you back on a regular schedule, Mr. Evan Wanish. And uh, we are not alone, ladies and gentlemen, joining us tonight for a very special episode. You've heard the story so many times, but uh, I'm glad we could finally get this guy on here to talk to him about it. The man who received Tom Brady's 600th career touchdown pass and uh, bargained with the organization, tried to strike a deal, was able to make it happen and uh, forced to give it back. But I mean, honestly, in exchange, he got probably... One of the best Bucks prize packs in the history of the franchise. So we'll hear from him today. Mr. Byron Bo Kennedy joins the podcast. How are we doing, boys? Thanks for uh, thanks for talking to us, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited, man. You know, let's go ahead and get the the popular part out of the way really quickly. I wanted you to kind of take us through that entire day. Uh, it was the Chicago <laughs> game, and and obviously the Buccaneers came out victorious, and that one put up hell of a lot of points it was you know a pretty buck-sided day it was a good time for everybody in the stadium so many memorable moments and of course the tv broadcast capturing mike evans giving you that 600th touchdown ball and uh really quickly i will also say i gotta give you a shout out man i'm glad we could talk to you because you know of all the people that mike evans in the end zone could have handed that ball to he gave it to you and the best part about it is that not only were you wearing a mike evans jersey i don't know your personal feelings on these uniforms but the best part was that you were wearing an ugly Mike Evans jersey, right? It proves that <laughs> you bought that thing before Brady came to town and before the Bucks went back to some of the best uniforms in the NFL. But, you know, I'm sure a more than memorable afternoon for you. Just just kind of walk us through it from when you woke up and when you left the stadium that day. Uh, well, yeah, it's funny you bring up that jersey. That's about half the hate I get on social media. Half the people are like, why'd you give it back? And then they'll have people like, for, for the love of God, please buy a new jersey now. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's hilarious. My brother got that for me uh, a few years ago for Christmas. So that's that's my Mike Evans jersey. That's what I wear to the games. 
Um, but the whole day was great. Um, I actually was playing golf with some friends that morning. Uh, and then we basically went straight to the stadium from there, uh, brought a change of clothes and everything. And then um, I was sitting up in the front row with my buddy. He's got season tickets up there. Uh, so that's the first time I've been up in the front row like that. It was awesome. Um, and we're just enjoying a good old fashioned blow out there. Yeah. Uh, we loved, loved the whole day. Um, and then I was actually taking a video on my phone of the touchdown while I were driving down the field. Uh, I was like, awesome. I'm going to get this touchdown right in front of us, be able to send it to all my buddies. It's going to be a cool video. Um, I'm mad because I was taking it on Facebook. So the video, it kind of looks like I cut, it cuts out while I'm celebrating there. And that's because it only let me do a 30 second video or oh. whatever that ended up being. Um, but yeah, I was just hyped on that touchdown there, uh, celebrating with everyone in the stands. And suddenly I look back down on the field and Mike Evans is running up to me. It was like, Hey, look, look. And he jumps up right in front of me and hands me the ball. And I go wild when that happens. I couldn't believe it. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to betonline.ag today to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. The end zone you were sitting in, I don't remember off the top of my head. Was it the end zone opposite of the pirate ship or was it the one with the ship inside? The ship behind me. The ship behind you. Okay. I, I went to yep. the uh, I went to the 2019 Arizona game and <clears throat> OJ Howard caught a touchdown in that game and I was sitting in the end zone. It was the opposite end zone, but I was filming a video on my phone. I got the best video of the OJ Howard touchdown at the very end of the video. Mike Evans grabs the ball, throws it into the stands and the guy next to me who I brought to the game with me ended up with the football and his ass left early because he thought they were going to lose to Arizona in 2019. Um, oh. so I mean, it, you know, it's, it's awesome that you're in there in that experience. I was like, dude, I was that close to being that guy. Obviously it wasn't <laughs> the 600th touchdown ball from the greatest quarterback of all time, but, uh, you know, just one hell of an experience for a Bucks fan. And, and you're like a lifelong Bucks fan too. Like you said, you're, you know, you got that Mike Evans Jersey before Brady came to town. So for you, you know, I feel like it's one of those experiences that is there really anything going to be better throughout the rest of your fan career? <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've, I've been a Bucks fan my whole life. I have a T-shirt from last time they won a Super Bowl uh, back in 2002. So I was pretty young at that point. I was 10 years old then. Um, but I grew up in St. Pete, so I've been a Bucks fan my whole life. But no, there's I don't think anything's going to top this the rest of the time I'm alive and a Bucks fan. Now, when when you received the ball, did you know? what that ball meant or, or did somebody have to tell you or did you instantly know what you received and what that ball was? No, I didn't know right when he handed it to me. Uh, I keep seeing that video of Mike Evans, someone telling him, he's like, Oh, that was the ball. That was the six. <laughs> he and I had the same reaction. I had no idea. Um, and I had gone through a ton of interviews. People kept asking me, when did you finally realize? And it wasn't until like a week later when I realized when it dawned on me, I was sitting next to a couple of Bears fans. They were real nice guys. They had come down from Chicago. They go to a ton of games. Um, but one of them was taking a picture with me, and I kept showing the NFL logo on the front. I kept rotating the ball so it was the NFL logo, and he kept rotating it back and wanted to take another picture. 
And finally, uh, he knows, no, no, I want that number 138 on the bottom so they can see what football this is. Oh, yeah. And that's when I realized it was the 600 touchdown. And I'm sure that uh, right around the time you realize is when that dude for the uh, the yeah, box comes over just, and taps you on the shoulder just, and says, "Hey, buddy." I was just buddy. about to ask, <laughs> how how quickly did you actually realize it versus when he when he came over and, and tried to ask you? And how did that conversation uh, initially begin? Yeah, so that when I was that those pictures with the Bucks uh, Bears fans was a little bit before he came over. Um, so at this point, I knew what the ball was. Uh, I knew how significant it was. Um, and basically, he came up. He goes, uh, "Can we get that ball back?" And I told him that, no, absolutely not. He goes, oh, we'll get you a different ball. We'll get you a signed jersey and stuff. Um, and he, I, I kept saying no. I was like, no, I want I want this ball. Like, I've never gotten a ball like this. This is so cool. I want to keep this. Um, and he basically was saying, listen, Tom Brady wants this ball back. Uh, what do we have to do? I was like, all right, well, Tom Brady wants the ball. I guess I'll give it to him. Um, I actually said at one point, if, if Tom Brady comes over here and asks me for it, um, I'll give it to Tom <laughs> Brady, but I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, <laughs> if Mike Evans would have would have went over and said, I made a mistake, would you have given him the ball back? Probably. Probably would have <laughs> done the same thing. So, uh, you, you know, the deal you struck was a good one. So what you received in return from what's been reported was uh, two personalized Tom Brady autographed jerseys. I think one of them was addressed to your buddy who was at the game with you as well. And then a signed Mike Evans jersey and cleats. You got a Brady signed helmet. And then uh, this next question I wanted to ask <laughs> you about two season tickets. I'm curious, are, are they season tickets where you guys were sitting uh, or is it a different, you know, better pair somewhere else? Um, well, they, they don't get any better than that. Um, yeah, right. and they can't take someone else's season tickets away. So it's, it's tough because they, they were completely sold out. You can't buy season tickets right now. There's a waiting list. Um, so I don't know how they found the seats, but I was in 147. The tickets I'm in are 146. So it's the next section okay. over. Um, it's more towards the corner of that end zone. And I'm in row M. So what is that, like 10 rows back? Yeah. Um, so they're still really good seats. Hell yeah, man. And then uh, another thing that you did receive was $1,000 credit to the Buccaneers team store. And and this was probably the question I was itching to ask you the most, because I think, you know, one of my favorite things to hear about is if you ask any Bucks fan, hey, if we give you $1,000 to go into the team store and try and get as much stuff as you can in another 30 minutes, obviously you don't have to do that. But uh, have you started getting into that team store fund? Have you, you know, did, really he, did he get a new Mike Evans jersey? That, that's what I want to know. Did he get the updated Mike Evans jersey? I have not. Uh, so they didn't tell me I was getting any of that stuff beforehand. Um, during that game, they immediately handed me another ball. And then like 10 minutes later, someone from the Bucks management came down and gave me that $1,000 gift card. So leaving the game that day, those were the only two things I knew I was getting. Uh, so I went immediately after the game down to the team store. Uh, and since my buddy brought me, I bought him a couple of things. Um, were you, I got the, were the, you the most popular guy in there? Did, did I don't. He... No one realized. <laughs> okay. In the team <laughs> store, everyone's just looking at the merchandise. Yeah. Um, they didn't. No one realized while I was down there. Um, but one of the things I got was the hat that you're wearing, Rhett. Uh, I love the. I needed something with their old throwback logo on it. And I really like that hat. Hell yeah. Man. Um, I bought. I bought uh, my buddy a. Um, one of those mugs that they have. Um, I got both of us one of those. I got both of us a dry fit Bucks polo. Um, and I bought us both, uh, a golf towel because like I said, we were golfing beforehand. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, I bought, uh, my fiance, a, a hat 
I bought myself that hat and then I got one of the Super Bowl champion hats because I think they're going to discontinue those after this year. Um, so I spent a little over half of the, the money they gave me. So next time I go back to the game, I'm going to go. So I want to get a jersey. I didn't get a Mike Evans jersey to answer your question. Uh, <laughs> I want to get a jersey with a number 600 on it. Mm, I was looking it up online and apparently they don't do three digits on the jerseys. Um, so I might have to talk to them down there, see if I can get a special order. Yeah. If they don't do special orders, I know there's a couple of backdoor willies you can do and it's jerseys that cost a hell of a lot less, but you know, the quality on those is always questionable, but uh, that's awesome stuff, man. And one more question I had. So, you know, on top of everything that you receive from the organization, there's a little bit of crypto stuff to come from after that. So Tom Brady basically came out and said, Hey, we're going to give this guy one whole Bitcoin. So for the people who aren't exactly informed, Bitcoin's been around for a little while. At one point, it was worth, you know, point oh 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 four five six cents. And, you know, anybody who has talked about owning crypto over the last 10 years and sold it prematurely is kicking themselves in the ass right now. But That's for what true. it's worth, Brady gave you one whole Bitcoin. I believe uh, Gronk and Travis Kelsey tipped in with a little bit of other stuff. But I'm curious what that transaction looked like, because like, I'm a little bit of a crypto bro. I'm not into it that much, but like, did you have to go and download a certain app? I know Brady has some sort of partnership with a crypto app. So was it a certain app you had to download or did you literally just check your app and, you know, a Tom Brady crypto wallet sent you one Bitcoin? Yeah. So it, I did have to download that FTX uh, app. Yeah. They, um, that's the company that he's partnered with. So they're the ones who sent it to me. So I had to download, make a profile with them, make an account with them. And they uploaded it to my account there. Uh, it was really cool because in the notes it says uh, reward for the 600 touchdown ball. So that was really <laughs> cool to see. Oh, yeah, dude. That's awesome stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So I wanted to get your thoughts now on uh, just, I guess, the rest of everything else going on with the Buccaneers. So, you know, we were riding high in that Chicago game. I think that was probably the closest thing to a complete performance this Bucks team has had all season. But that, that's the last time the Bucks won a game. Yeah, October yes, 24th. It's It's been damn near a month. So hopefully they can get business done this Monday night on primetime against New York. But uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the season so far? I mean, what did your expectations look like for the defending Super Bowl champions coming into the season? And now that they're sitting where they are after the loss to Washington and New Orleans, of course, you know, still first in the division, but a lot of people it's, it's doom and gloom, but you know, what are your thoughts on the overall season thus far? Um, well, I expected us to just win so many games. We had every starter coming back. I expected us to be just right in Super Bowl form coming back into the game. Uh, maybe even better because Antonio Brown's had a full season. Gronk's now had a full season. He wasn't real good at the start of last season, but he really came into form at the end of the season. Once he finally got back in football shape, um, I've been a little disappointed in the defense because we were unstoppable on both of the run and pass last year. So um, a little bit disappointed in the pass defense, but we have just had so many injuries right now. It's, it's really making it tough. Um, I think the Bucks are doing a good job keeping people out until they're fully healthy because they're, I think they're looking at long-term too. They wanted, they know we're going to the playoffs. Um, they want us to win another Super Bowl. So it has sucked the last month uh, not being able to win any of these games. We haven't looked like our old selves, but um, I still think we have a great chance to go back to back here. Yeah, and I mean, you're, you're speaking to it. Um, will, will you be able to attend the, the Monday night game? Because I, I believe you have season pass for this year, the rest, the rest of this year, and all of mm -hmm. next year as well. 
I do. Um, I was checking my work schedule, and unfortunately, this is the there's only four more home games, and this is the only one that I can't go to. Okay. Um, I really wanted to go to the first game, but uh, I'd be happy I'll at least be able to make it to the next three. All right. All right. And then obviously, you know, for all of 2022, I'm, I'm assuming it's, a, it's the same section and everything. So, um, yep. yeah, that's, same seats. Uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that, that, that's pretty sweet, but, uh, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head, you know, I think a lot of people sort of came to the season with, with those types of expectations because you bring the whole team back. So there's not a lot of uncertainty there. Um, yeah. you're not, you're not wondering how a certain player is going to look or, or um, you know, you're not wondering if Rob Gronkowski is going to be in football shape. You're not wondering how Tom Brady is going to fit in with the system. Uh, you've already known those things. And I think mm-hmm. that's why a lot of fans had, you know, a lot of these expectations. I, I mean, you know, we, as a podcast, we've been around for what I mean, I think five years and um, we do our season predictions every year. And this year we predicted the most wins ever for, for the Bucks. We predicted, we both predicted a 13 and four record, which is fantastic. Would be the most wins in franchise history in a season. Oh, you and people were, so possible. were, people were, were, were killing us for it. They, oh, they, they were yeah, saying, they were, yeah, they absolutely hated it. They were saying, Oh man, like this team's going to win more than that. And just, you know, and now they have three losses already. So um, I don't know. It's looking like our predictions aren't looking too bad. So um, uh, yeah. we can yeah, still make just, that happen. Yeah, it's just I mean, ho- hopefully, hopefully it's fourteen and three, right? Hopefully they don't they don't lose anymore. But um, yeah, it just goes to you know with, with that fan reaction to us predicting them to get the most wins in regular season history for the franchise, the fan reaction being so negative really shows I think the expectations that that you and many other fans had. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know for a couple of guys who have watched Bucks football for longer than just the twenty twenty and so far twenty one season. You know, we should know that with any 16 game season, this year being 17, uh, there are ebbs and flows to a season, right? There are ups and downs. And and one of the things that we talked about after the Washington game when we went live for that is it's up to the Bucks right now to define what kind of team they want to be down the stretch, right? Are they a good team? Are they the defending Super Bowl champions going through a rough patch right now? Or are they the frauds that everybody on Twitter wants to paint them to be so badly? You know, so... Uh, talking about ebbs and flows of a season, let's cover some recent Buccaneer news really quickly uh, regarding the injury news. More injuries pile up in the secondary as the Buccaneers placed corner Richard Sherman on injured reserve. Means he's going to be missing at least three games with a calf injury that took him out that happened before the Washington game even started. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if Sherman doesn't come back next year, it's kind of a shame. You're going to be able to look back on him as one of those Bucks free agents that just, you know, looked great Weird. on paper, but just didn't <laughs> didn't really uh, didn't really pan out. Um, I mean, it's not like they paid him huge money. I no, mean, and he, he, he obviously yeah. still has a little bit of time to get healthy and actually get back out there towards the tail mm-hmm. end of the season. Maybe he can stay healthy and and find a role throughout the playoffs, depending on how healthy the secondary backfield looks with guys like Carlton Davis potentially coming back. Um, another news or I guess good news regarding the injury bug here. Rob Gronkowski was a full participant at practice today. So as far as his status on Monday night goes, it's still kind of up in the air. I, I still think a lot of people in this Bucks uh, organization don't in- exactly want to rush him back because we saw what happened when they did that before and he wasn't 100% ready to go. So for a guy like Gronk, if you put him out there and he takes any more damage, it's going to suck, especially when you're talking long-term, when you talk about what kind of shape he's going to be in for the playoffs. So it's obviously a really great time to to see him back out there participating fully, but uh, you know we just got to kind of hang on and wait and see. 
And then we'll kind of glance mm-hmm. over we'll glance over this one. And then, Bo, I've got another question for you regarding, uh, you know, the whole Tom Brady thing. So Buccaneers Antonio Brown has been accused of obtaining a fake vaccine card. And this is obviously pretty deci- or, uh, divisive of a topic, so we're not going to spend a ton of time on it. But a report came out from the Tampa Bay Times that uh, one of Antonio Brown's former chefs is alleging him of getting a fake vaccination card. And I guess he he showed text messages that are supposed to be proof. Well, AB's lawyer came out and put out a statement saying that AB is fully vaccinated. If they require a booster shot, then he's probably going to have to go get one. And uh, the Buccaneers also put out a statement of their own. So we'll probably get a lot more on this story tomorrow. But from what we know... I don't want to say it's a non-story, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't even know if it's worth getting into until we know for sure 100% what's going to happen because there's going to be some things that need to play out. But uh, Byron, I, I wanted to ask you one more question here regarding, you know, the interaction that you had with the organization and, and everything that happened after that game. Was there any correspondence between like you and you and Brady? I, I know he probably didn't give you his phone number, but was there anything at all, like any chance at all for you to say anything to him? No, not personally. Uh, they were going to invite me down on the field for the game, but uh, because of the COVID protocols, they can't bring anyone down on the field. Um, when I went to go pick up all the gear and stuff, because of their COVID protocols, it had to be a time when none of the players were there, hmm. um, all that sort of stuff. Um, so no, but no, I haven't been able to talk to him personally. It was just people from his team reaching out to me, stuff like that. Um, but I'm still crossing my fingers for the off-season golf game or something like that where he can finally reach out to me and doesn't have to focus on football. I, I did. I did see you on NFL Network with Andrew Siciliano mentioned the the golf game. So if, if Tom Brady, by any chance, we all know he's listening to this show, of course. Um, you know, if you're listening, By, Byron Kennedy, you got to invite him to play some golf. You got it. He was he was golfing the morning of, exactly. and he ends up going to the game. I mean, that's how you know that, that this man is dedicated. You, you got to do it. Yeah. Um, so real quick, you know, you mentioned the gear and we, we talked a little bit about this before the show, but I want to get into to what your your plans are with it. We talked about what you were planning to do with the gear because you, you said right now it's not in any cases or anything. It's just it's sitting in the original box. So what are you planning to do with the gear? Are you planning sort of a man cave type deal? Like, well, what's the deal? Yeah, I definitely am. Um, I've actually just uh, we're under contract for a house. So I'm kind of waiting until we move over to that new house. Um, I found a person who does this, uh, does framing and stuff like that for different sports teams. Um, Right now, he's actually doing it for the USF Bulls. So it's someone local in the area, someone who does this all the time. Did he, Um, uh, sorry to interrupt, but did he happen to do like the senior night jerseys? I don't know what no, jerseys it was. I, I saw. Um, I just heard that he was busy. I, I I saw they recently had their last <clears> home <throat> game, and they gave all the seniors these really nice framed jerseys with like a little you know blurb of whatever position they played and a little plaque. It was it was nice, but I was curious if that was the same guy. It probably is. I bet yeah. that's what he was doing because this was uh, like last week where he said he was busy. Um, you could we could come in next week and he'd be able to get it done for us. Um, so I bet it's the same guy. Yeah. yeah nice. Man. Um, so, so yeah, I'm planning on getting both those jerseys framed. Um, gonna get like a glass tower display case to put the helmet, football, and those cleats in. Um, those cleats are actually the ones Mike Evans wore during that game, so that's really cool. Oh, and and, yeah, and the football, the football was also from that game as well, correct? It was, yeah. Uh, obviously not the football, but it was mm-hmm. one of the game footballs. So 
I'm sure you've heard every Joe Blow on Twitter mention you and say, hey, you're an idiot for not taking the ball and, you know, running out of the stadium or whatever. Uh, aside from the fact that security probably would have hit you with a spear before you got to the front gate. Um, you know, you've had time to think about it, and I know it was a spur of the moment thing, but you didn't want to give it up initially. They they really had to make it happen, and I think you said it yourself that, you know, if Tom Brady asks you for a favor, chances are you're going to make it happen. But is there any part of you that, that still kind of regrets giving that ball up? Or, I, I mean, you know, at this point, like, how are you feeling? Um, I mean, obviously $500,000 would be great, but <laughs> I got I, who wouldn't like that yeah, right? but at the same time. I've got so much gear now that I didn't have before. I've got season tickets, which you literally can't buy with money. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Um, and now if I would have kept it, I'd be public enemy number one in Tampa Bay. Like, this is my team. If I came from out of town and got this ball, like, okay, sure. But this is where I live. This is where I'm going to live. This is my team. Um, no, I'm, I think I did the right thing. I'm happy I gave it back. And I think they did a pretty good job of compensating me for it. And, and also, you also have, since you have season tickets next year, you'll see an extra home game. So you'll you'll see yeah. maybe this year they have nine road games. So next year they'll have nine home games. So you'd see an extra home game. Um, I, I mean, it, you know, it, initially when you found out, you know, that you, you had the ball, was there any thought? In your, in your mind that, Hey, I'm just going to leave. What was the, did that thought ever cross your mind? No, of course I'm going to, I want to watch the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, right. Middle yeah. of the second quarter. I'm not, I, I, I know. Like I just, Hey, I probably would have stayed too. Just, I saw a lot of people on Twitter that, you know, you know said that they probably would have, if they, once they realized what it was, they probably would have left. But like, just like, you know, you really said your face is on TV um yeah. everybody's I gonna got find out in the streets of tampa well, yeah, yeah let's start every, putting up billboards with your face yeah every everybody's gonna find out who you are where where you live and and they're, they're just yeah it wouldn't be good so that's what i think you know the people that say oh just leave well it's harder than that if like you said if you're out of town that's different you know if you lived across the country if you lived in california whatever um, if it was a Bears fan that's going to travel to Chicago the next morning, you know, what, whatever. Um, but but for you personally, that's yeah, that's just not really something that that's possible. I mean, you know, you're talking about once people real like there will be there were some fans that probably knew what that ball was instantly. And I mean, if you're walking out of the stadium, if security doesn't stop you, there's a chance that a fellow fan tries to get it from you. So um, just, I just don't think people really thought that through. They're like, oh, just leave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, after I had the, the replacement ball, I walked up to go get a beer and someone jokingly, I, I'm like holding it like a fullback, just double handed <laughs> the ball going through the line. But someone jokingly like reached out and punched the ball and they were like, fumble. Obviously, I didn't drop <laughs> See, it. You know, it's all ball security. But <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. It's it's all it's all giggles when people do stuff like that. But I'm sure there was a small part of that guy that was like, hey, maybe actually let me try and you know make this happen. Because we've seen yeah. countless 40 uh, year old somethings that jump in front of little kids at baseball games to come away with some memorabilia. So I can only imagine what a stadium packed full of people on a Sunday afternoon is going to be like. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I got I got two two quick questions about the about the ball, and I want to get back to some actual buck stuff before we head out. So, um, one, you know, what was your buddy's reaction to it? I mean, he t- it takes you this game, and then all of a sudden, you're the guy that ends up with the ball. What was his reaction? Oh, he was just as hyped as I was. Nothing like that's happened to him. Um, and he wasn't wearing a Mike Evans jersey, so Mike Evans only gives the ball to people wearing his right. jersey. Yeah, that's fair um, enough. So that wasn't gonna. That wasn't going to happen at all if I wasn't with him. Um, none of our other friends, I think, have a Mike Evans jersey. So 
he was just, he was excited. And I give, I got two Tom Brady jerseys. So I gave one of them to him uh, for a big thank you. Cause he brought me to that game for free. He didn't make me pay for the tickets or anything like that. He just did it out of the goodness of his heart. Um, so he was, he's just as excited as I was. Did he and take you, my, did he take you golfing out of the goodness of his heart too? Who set that up in the morning? No, uh, we, we go golfing on a fairly regular basis, okay. All probably right. once or twice a month. That was, that was planned. In I was going to say, I mean, if the, if this guy covered golf in less than 24 hours, span, he's, you know, achieved the greatest friend of all time status. I'm making sure I'm hanging out with this guy every single weekend. So, um, yeah, speaking of golf, I, I, that's what I wanted to bring up. I, you know, that morning, how'd you how'd you play that morning? What could Tom Brady possibly be in store for if you guys do decide to link up? Well, that morning was probably the worst round of golf I've played in years. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not a good morning. Um, but and I, I've seen Tom Brady play; he's pretty dang good. He'll almost definitely beat me, um, unless I have some uh, notice in advance. Where in which case I can go practice every day. <laughs> but there's there's a very good chance I'll lose, but who cares? That's gonna be if I get make this happen, that'd be the one of the coolest four hours of my life. Yeah, right. Now I think it's pretty funny. I don't know if you've read this book. It came out a little while ago. It was written by Lars Anderson. It's called A Season in the Sun, um, forward by Bruce Arians. It's basically just about the Bucks 2020 season. It kind of goes in depth about uh Operation Shoeless Joe Jackson, which is what they called the move to actually go out and get Tom Brady within the organization. So you get a bunch of inside things, but I make this connection because Bruce Arians of all people was playing a round of golf with uh, Clyde Christensen. I believe when he got the phone call that Tom Brady had signed his contract up in New York. So something about Tom Brady golf and the Buccaneers franchise is just this nice little, I don't know. The the connections are everywhere, right? I don't know if you watched, it's always sunny, but, uh, but it's like Pepe Sylvia where I've got the big board and, you know, here's uh-huh. golf over here. Plenty of great golf courses down here outside of Tampa, too. Um, yeah, just another one of those great connections that you can make. So speaking Evan, of yeah, go speaking ahead. of signing signing Tom Brady, obviously Byron said he's been a Bucks fan his whole life. Yeah, you know, we we we, want, we like to ask people this, and I get asked this question a lot whenever I go on another podcast too. Not as much now since it's worn off a little bit, but. What was your initial reaction to signing Tom Brady? How did you like, honestly, how'd you feel about it? Right. Because there was a lot of people that, that had a lot of support for James Winston, right? There was a lot of people that wanted him back. They didn't think Brady really had it. What what did you think about the move initially? And just how pumped were you? Um, Well, I, I don't hate uh, James Winston by any means. He was the quarterback for FSU. So another Florida team, he took him to the national championship there. Um, so I like Jameis Winston. I was rooting for him, but he just made too many mistakes. I didn't see him being a long-term quarterback for us. Um, and then playing Tom Brady so many times a year, um, you have a little disdain for the guy, but it's just because he's so dang good. Um, right. He's he's tough to beat no matter how good you play defense. He's a tough one to beat. Um, so I was happy for the prospects of what he could bring our team when I heard that he was signing with us. And it happened. The leadership, the the ball, the football IQ, it was it was all there, and we made it happen last year. And there is one more thing that I always like to ask people. I think I asked Trevor Sycamore when he came on uh, the first time since the Super Bowl. Did you have a watch party for the Super Bowl? Were you able to be with friends, family? How how was that day? I always like to ask people how how February seventh, twenty twenty one. I always like to ask people how that day went and, and what they were feeling during that day. Oh, yeah, it was a great day. Uh, we, I had a big watch party. There were a bunch of our friends hanging out. Um, 
one of them has a condo um, and we were able to go there and he's got a big screen TV. We, everyone made different dishes and things like that, brought drinks over, had a good time. And then winning the game was really cool. Uh, it was in downtown St. Pete. So we were able to go out on the streets afterwards. And everyone was celebrating. It was a, it was a lot of fun. Dude, I'll, I'll never forget it. We were staying in an apartment complex here in Tampa the night of the Super Bowl, and oh. you know, it was a little surreal for me, but people were shooting fireworks five minutes after the game was over in this apartment <laughs> complex. It's the middle of February. I don't know where these fireworks are from or why they had so many of them, but uh, it's just they one were of those saving, things. saving them. They, they were saving them from 2002. Exactly. They, they, right, they right. knew the day was going to come again. <laughs> there was a dusty old box in the corner that was labeled, uh, you know, next time the Bucks win the Super Bowl, but that was one of those moments where like, you know, Bo, you said you're a Tampa guy. You're a lifelong Tampa guy. You've always lived in St. Pete. So I'm sure you can appreciate this. But before this, uh, this sports resurgence that we have had in Tampa, I mean, you know, Champa Bay now fittingly, um, you don't earn that nickname by accident. But obviously, since our fortune is turned around, I'll tell you, there is nothing like seeing the entire city come together to like actually celebrate and be happy about something, especially one of our sports teams. Like, I'm sure you remember when the lightning actually started to get good again and they started to mm -hmm. consistently be good and they went on all these deep playoff runs. And then before you know it, you know, they have to get another Stanley cup soon. It took a little while for it to happen, but they just garnered what seemed like a second wave of a fan base. You know, Tampa is a, a quote unquote hockey town until the bucks won the super bowl again. Uh, but obviously Tom Brady coming in has got everybody hyped up about Tampa Bay sports. And like, that's awesome, dude, because I, I, I love this city a lot. And it really didn't feel like before there weren't a lot of people getting excited about watching the Bucks play on Sunday. That's that's for damn sure. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Um, and it's a shame because I my first job in high school was working at the Rays Stadium over here in St. Pete at Tropicana okay, yeah. Field. Um, so, I mean, the Rays always seem to be good and then they develop all these players and then we trade away our good players. Um, so it's, it's great that now we've got at least two out of the three who are really good. The Rays have the potential to be good. We just, one time we got to go three for three on championships. That would be the craziest year ever. Oh, I know they were so <laughs> close in 2020 with the Rays, you know, just a couple of games short with that controversial decision, but, uh, oh, well, that guy is your manager of the year for another year in a row. So I, I guess we'll leave that conversation what it is. This isn't exactly a Rays podcast, but. Let's get back on topic about Tampa Bay. I wanted to ask you one more time about just your expectations for this team throughout the rest of the season, right? When, when you talk to a lot of people now, uh, if they are not a seasoned Bucks veteran and they haven't seen three and 13, two and 14 seasons before, some people are a little rattled. And it's, it, you know, it's a lot of doom and gloom right now for a Bucks fans who think that this team is done because they got beat by a team with no name. If you've seen the rest of the NFC, it's been a rough couple of weeks because they can't seem to win anything. Everybody's losing. LA's losing. Yeah. I know uh, you know, Arizona was down there starting quarterback, but they still lost to the Panthers. Like everybody lost. So I don't feel too rough about the Bucs. But Bo, in your opinion, when you look at this Bucks team, sure, there's probably improvements that could be made. What do you think are some of the biggest things they need to do to just kind of get back on track and uh, start playing that brand of championship Bucks football that a lot of people have gotten so used to seeing. Um, I think the biggest thing is we got to be able to start shutting down the pass. Um, I remember last year we would get third and three and outs all the time. Uh, no one could throw on us. No one could run on us. So the, the phrase defenses win championships didn't come out of nowhere. Uh, if we can get our defense back into top form, I think no one can stop us because 
Tom Brady will be able to score on some people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think, yeah. I mean, 19 points. I don't, I don't know. You know, Tom Brady's not happy about that 19 points they put up in Washington. So I, I agree. Um, he's also just, missing his top two receivers yeah. and his top uh, tight end. He's had one weapon in the running back. Yeah. 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 I mean, not, uh, to, been... not to discount Tyler Johnson and everyone else, but mm-hmm. you know what yeah. I seen. Yeah, I mean it's uh you know it's been tough sledding, especially with like you said, Antonio Brown, Rocker Rinkowski, those two guys, I mean huge, you know, two huge pieces, and hopefully they'll be able to get back soon. And speaking of getting healthy, you know, the same thing with the secondary. Uh, I mean, you know, it's kind of a cop out answer, but you know, they do it to get healthy. I, I mean, they're down to their you know, I mean, they're signing guys. Pierre Desir wasn't on the roster to start the season. Richard Sherman, who's now hurt, wasn't on the roster to sign that. You know, start the year. They're getting down to the to the wire here, and uh, hopefully, Sean Murphy Bunting come back shortly, maybe Monday, uh, and Carlton Davis shortly thereafter. But I do agree that I think, you know, I trust the offense. Right, the offense has enough talent. It's got the quarterback. Bruce Arians is an offensive-minded guy. I think they'll figure that out. They have enough talent to figure that out. But the defense, I think, is something that if they're going to make it, they can make the playoffs, like, fine. If the defense stays the same, they can make the playoffs because the offense is good enough and their talent is good enough to to carry them. They'll make the playoffs. But to win a championship, I do agree that the defense, not just, I don't, it doesn't have to be shut down, right? In the NFL, it doesn't have to be shut down, but it needs to be a whole lot better than it's been, specifically with penalties. Some are dumb calls, right? Some are do not deserve to. We all saw the New Orleans game with all the questionable calls, but there was also times in Washington where their discipline just wasn't there, and that that's a big thing that they gotta be able to figure out. And um, I I do agree with you that you know if they're able to to figure out those that this those discipline issues and be able to get healthier on defense and play better defense. There's, you're not going to find a team in the NFL. that's going to be able to stop the, the bucks uh, unless they stop themselves. Uh, that That's the mm-hmm. only, that's the only person that I think could, could beat this team with the amount of talent they have. And I mean, let's, let's look at the championship run. Look at the way that the defense stepped up during the playoffs when they were playing their best football. You look at the uh, mm-hmm. divisional matchup against the saints. The big turning point in that game was all the turnovers, the Devin white interception, the Antoine Winfield force fumble recovered by Devin white. I mean, I know it was kind of garbage time at this point, but Mike Edwards with the pick at the end of that game. And then in the NFC Championship game, you're in Lambeau playing Aaron Rodgers in January, which is... And and Brady threw three interceptions in the second half. Exactly. You talk about bend but don't break, and that's exactly one of those moments where the defense didn't exactly have to be shut down, but they went out there and and did their job. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Super Bowl. I I mean, enough can't be said. Everybody knows the story. 31-9, to no touchdowns for... Kansas City and that number one powered offense at the time. I mean, Pat Mahomes looked like a ghost of himself out there. You know, that's that's what this defense is capable of when everybody plays to the ability we know that they are able to play. And obviously being healthy is a big part of that, too. Um, but looking at this week, you know, some of the updates on that defensive side of the ball. You talked about the potential return of Sean Murphy bunting. JPP went out there today and he talked about... Um, you know, I guess just this defense so far this season, putting together a complete game on both sides of the ball, which he doesn't really feel like they've done. And you look at games like Miami, you look at games like Chicago, where you were at, Bo, where, you know, they're dropping 40 points on teams. And it's crazy to hear them come off the field and say, yeah, we still haven't put together a a perfect game yet, which is, mm-hmm. it took them the entire 2020 season to do it in the Super Bowl. But as far as it goes, you know, down the stretch of the 21 season, 
it's going to be pretty important to uh, to get everybody back on the same page. So hopefully they can get everyone healthy and, and good to go for the playoffs. But when that defense is running, man, that's why you brought back all 22 starters, because when they're out there doing their thing, uh, there isn't anybody who can beat them but themselves. And I guess if we have to look at silver lining and the loss to Washington, the first half of that game, that defense was the only reason the Bucks were in that game. Uh, you know, Evan, you said it, man. If they were playing a better football team, they probably would have <clears throat> lost by 25 as opposed to only 10 mm-hmm. points that day. But, uh, you know, this defense getting on the same page and everybody just playing up to the expectations that they have set for themselves is going to do wonders down the stretch. But with a 6-3 and three record, first place in the NFC South still. Like, the Saints are still losing every week. That's what matters, right? Saints have... Except just, for when they when they play Tampa. That's... Right, but, you know, Saints <laughs> fans really like to still talk about uh, that Bucks win from almost three weeks ago when their team has dropped two cents, so... I mean, you know, the, the Rams beat the Bucks, and then the next week the Rams lost, and now the Rams have lost two straight, and I mean, including being blown out, so... Um, yeah, all you know, like the only team that's re- should the only team in the NFC that should really be feeling great about their situation right now is the Packers. Yeah, I mean, and and yeah. even even them, they they went out in week one and got absolutely destroyed. So, um, you know, these things happen, right? Obviously, it's an unacceptable loss for the, for the Bucks, right? Well, especially with the Rams and Cardinals and Saints all losing this week, right? You really couldn't help yourself out. Um, but at the same time, these types of losses do happen. It was unacceptable, I'm sure, for the Bills to lose to Jacksonville. It was unacceptable for the Cowboys to lose to Denver. Uh, one thing I did want to point out before we, we head out. Uh, one more something... thing that was unacceptable was uh, right, Detroit, Detroit tying with uh, Pittsburgh. I don't know uh, if it was so much unacceptable <laughs> for Detroit, obviously. They're not going 0-17 <laughs> this year, but uh, they might have to make some franchise decisions up there in Pittsburgh because nobody wanted to win that game. Yeah, that was uh sorry, I didn't uh, mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to throw that no. one in there too. Yeah, it's good. Uh yeah, that was uh that was tough to watch. We were watching that one at Barry House, and uh yeah, that was that was not very fun. Um so no, I want to bring up a tweet really quick uh by John Ledyard said uh we saw how top tier legit contenders responded to humiliating losses this past week. The Cowboys mm-hmm. and the Bills both went out and wrecked bad opponents, showing week nine was an aberration. So the Cowboys absolutely destroyed the Falcons and the Bills blew out the Jets. Well, now the Bucks have a game after they, they lost that horrible game on the road, right? Now they have a game in Tampa against another bad team. Uh, and he says that the Bucks have to do the same if they want that respect back. So it's a fascinating game on Monday. And I agree. I mean, you go out and, you know, I even said, you know, this is it's turned into a must win. But also it's last year you survived on Monday Night Football versus the Giants with that two point conversion play and stuff. This year, it, it can't be down to that wire. Even I think even if it comes down to that wire, I'm not going to be too thrilled. I'm going to be like, well. I don't know how good this team actually is because they just lost to Washington and now they're barely beating the Giants. So you need to, I think, handedly beat this Giants team. I'm not saying you have to win by 40, but, you know, you got to win by by 10 plus. I I think you got to have a comfortable lead and you got to be able to show that, look, week eight, it was a tough game on the road in New Orleans, a, a loud stadium. Emotions were high. Antonio Brown was out. Rob Gronkowski basically didn't play. We, a week 10, just a just a bad game, bad, bad day at the office. And then, you know, now you're back. So I think they got to come out and, and they really have to establish themselves. Uh, what are your thoughts on this upcoming game, Byron, against the, a team that they, you know, and the Giants that they should beat? Yeah, we. I mean, we absolutely should beat them. But the, 
the Giants play tough. They have mm-hmm. a better defense than I think people give them credit for. Their offense can do things when uh, when it comes down to it. So the Bucks are going to have to play really well to beat them by a, a good amount. Uh, it's not going to be a pushover game. The Giants aren't by any means the worst team in the league, but I think you're right. We I think we do need to beat them, and we need to beat them handily. So we have to come out and play good football in order to do that. Do I think the Bucs can beat the Giants handily? Yes. With the talent mm-hmm. on this team that we just spent 10 minutes breaking down and talking about. And yeah, they're, I think they're, they're, can... they're in Tampa. Completely right. different team they're... in Tampa. Yeah. In 2021, still undefeated inside Raymond James Stadium. So hopefully that rings true after Monday night's game. But as much as I hate to say it, you know, Bo, you brought up a great point. It doesn't matter how bad the Giants suck every year. They always play the Bucs close. 2020, mm-hmm. that Monday night game, they survived that. It was a win. But it was, you know, a failed two point conversion at the end that was able. And to it was, them. it was, it was a controversial. Was it a right. penalty? Was it not? So. Right. You know, a lot of a lot of Bucks fans probably aren't going to remember that call at the end with Antoine Winfield Jr. I guess the lack of a call that a lot of people would talk about. But who cares? A win is a win. It's twenty twenty. You know. Well, well, you know, you know, Brady teams always get the calls. So sure. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's why. That's why the right. Bucks lead the league in penalties. So. Yeah. Um. You look at 2019's game. Uh, what do I have to say? Uh. Right. Matt Gay. <laughs> I will I will never forgive Matt Gay for trotting on the field and his neon green ass cleats. I'll never forget it. Those hideous uniforms. And he comes out there with highlighters on his feet and just shanks it, dude. I, I was so heartbroken. 2018, actually, three years ago today, 38 to 35, the Buccaneers lost to the Giants. I believe Ryan Fitzpatrick started that game for Ryan Tampa Fitzpatrick Bay. started the game, but Jameis Winston <laughs> finished it and almost led him to the comeback. Oh, just a lot of emotional games against the Giants. But, uh, and also, uh, Mike Evans has dominated the Giants in recent yeah. years, so maybe another big Mike Evans game here. Yeah, yeah. so there big you go. Big Mike Evans guy, man. Um, you know, we talk about, I guess, the Hall of Fame career that he has etched out for himself so far. He has a chance to break the franchise record and become the number one uh, touchdown guy. Yeah, that's the name of yeah, the record. Yeah, the, sure. the franchise holder <laughs> of receiving touchdowns or total touchdowns, actually, in Buccaneers mm-hmm. history. Yep. And uh, he's going to break that guy's record right there. My favorite player in franchise history, Mike Allstott. But uh, Mike Evans, you know, if his luck against the Giants yep. is anything to go off of, I, I don't know if there's any betters in Vegas betting on the record being broken Monday night. But uh, well, I, I, if, might, if, I might if, take that one. If you are betting, I would bet on Mike Evans scoring a touchdown. He's uh, 2017. He scored a touchdown. 2018 he scored a touchdown 2019 he scored three in the first half against the giants and then last year he also scored a touchdown so the last four games against the giants mike evans has gotten into the end zone so i think they're gonna want to get him that record i would i would bet on mike evans scoring a touchdown monday night i, I love mm-hmm. it man byron i want to say thank you again so much for uh you, you know just the time you've given us this evening hanging out with us here on the podcast uh, if you want, go ahead and plug your social media. If you have anything you're working on or stuff you want people to see, where can where can they find you? Yeah, uh, it's Yoho, it's Bo, Yo, Y-O-H-O-I-T-S-B-O. Um, I've got an actually, perfect, by the way. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm a, I've been a pirate for my whole life. <laughs> through go. and through. Um, so yeah, if you want to come follow me, go for it. Um, I wasn't very active, but I'm trying to be more active now because I got a bunch of followers. I did. I did notice that. I, I I looked at your Twitter one time, and it was. I was like, man. Ever since this dude got the ball, I was like, wow. Now he's active on Twitter. Hey, I was like, yeah. You gotta you gotta respect the grind, man. Absolutely, it, it comes absolutely. with the territory. I followed you Take on Instagram. advantage of it. I followed you on Instagram, and I saw your work in that influencer status. Right, all these uh, what yeah. was it, Oak, Oak and Stone that 
had the post made. I mean, you're working it, bro. So go out there, do your thing. Yep. We are incredibly happy for you. And I'm sure you ask any Bucks fan on the planet, they are incredibly happy for you. I, I really don't think it could have happened to a better guy, Tampa guy. Like that's that's my favorite part of all of it was the ugly Mike Evans jersey. The fact that you have watched this team before Tom Brady actually came here. You've seen plenty of shitty Bucks football over, you know, the last however many years. Uh, so just oh, really yeah. happy for you again. And thanks for coming on, my friend. Absolutely. I had a blast. Heck yeah, man. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this week's episode of the Cannon Fire podcast. Make sure you check out the show on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire podcast. Best place to go for updates on the show. And of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. Speaking of Bucks news as it happens, you can follow my co-host Evan on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily. The number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram, rapidly approaching 30,000 followers. You can also follow him on Twitter at EvanNFL, where he will not follow you back. But I tell you who will. That is myself. Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. Last but not least, subscribe to the channel if you are watching us here live on YouTube. Plenty of great Buccaneers content throughout the course of the season and beyond. Uh, so stay tuned. We got a couple more shows before this Monday's game against the Giants. And of course, we'll keep you updated on all the latest Buccaneer news throughout the course of the week. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Cannon Fire podcast presented by our friends over at betonline.ag. I am your host, as always, Rhett Matthew, signing off for my co-host, Evan Wanish, and our very special guest, Byron Kennedy. We will talk to you guys later this week for the game preview show as we break down the Monday Night Football contest between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the visiting New York Giants. We'll talk to you then. Until then, and as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.